From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the HUG hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part two in our series, Out of Your Comfort Zone. Today, we're talking about handling finances as it interweaves into every part of your marriage. And there's a quote attributed to Anonymous that says, sometimes it's not about the money, but rather the process of managing the money. And I think that's where so much conflict comes from. I think that's where you know people get stuck in this comfort zone when it comes to dealing with finances. Finances, yes. Because then we don't have to talk about the process or the managing the money or any of it. And that's why we're digging into this today. But first, we start every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug. And you know what's really special about the hug is that it's an opportunity for you to hear from someone else who you know is really connected into the one family, someone whose marriage has experienced some sort of breakthrough or transformation. And this hug came from a Instagram direct message that we received that said, I'm listening to the podcast about crying during and after sex or orgasm. Mm. I thought I was the only one. I often cry after if I don't orgasm and it's often because of a release of emotions. I'm so glad that I found your podcast. So much of it makes sense. I'm trying to make listening to your podcast something that my husband and I can do together. Just a great big thank you from Canada. Love it. You know, that's an interesting one because that episode in particular, we've gotten a number of folks just going like, I'm glad I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing that came up because of somebody in the position of the month club, she had mentioned it and it was like, then somebody else mentioned it. And lo and behold, 42% of you have had this happen. Elise and I didn't know about it. So share things that are happening in your marriage with us, you guys. Truly, we don't know everything. We're, we're putting on, or actually somebody else just mentioned to us recently, headaches mm-hmm. after right. sex. It's, again, something we don't know about, but guess what? It's on our list. We're going to start doing some research on it. Mm-hmm. Make sure you jump into our IG stories when we put up the polls, the questions, because we want to hear from you. And this is how we grow as a family and learn so people don't feel alone in an area similar similar to this, crying during or after orgasm. Absolutely. And, you know, as we're tackling this particular series, getting out of your comfort zone, I mean, I'm thinking about that gal, you know, even just reaching out because she had to get out of her comfort zone to even acknowledge it to us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we're talking about this comfort zone, I mean, almost every intimacy has a way for us to get routine or complacent. Like we can just keep things like she may have experienced, just kind of keep things bottled up thinking we're the only ones dealing with something. Like we're the only ones that have this issue around emotional intimacy. Like we talked about last week, creating a feedback loop. And this week we're going to be digging into the idea of getting out of your comfort zone when it comes to financial intimacy. Because as Tony said at the top of the show, finances, money, it's interwoven into virtually every area of your marriage. Yeah. And it was just interesting as we, as we were Doing this one, I started just thinking about that because I I do. I think money interweaves into our our sexual intimacy. It it interweaves into our emotional intimacy. And And the way I see it is from a sexual intimacy standpoint, are we willing to buy, say, a lube or a toy or maybe the liberator? So that piece, if we're in a place of like, we don't have the money to do that, that can cause some tension. Mm-hmm. 
Or it may be the other way where you're like, we're just spending on it. And your spouse is like, whoa, 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 we don't need 30 lubes in in the house anymore. You, you, You know what I mean? Or from an emotional standpoint, you know, are you willing to pick up maybe a connect like you did when you first met? One on one proven questions just to start that that conversation. So there, your recreational intimacy, mm-hmm. it impacts. So I just it, it just interweaves spiritual intimacy. Do you tithe? Do you not tithe? Do you do you give to organizations that you believe in? Do you not? Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to be a philanthropist but your spouse doesn't? Or to what level? So it, it it's interwoven. And we have to be talking about this because, you know, it's one of those areas that is, you know, it seems like it's almost, you know, just so highly regarded as being, you know, a place where we're going to get stuck in our comfort zone. I mean, there are comments like, well, you know what, he or she handles that. I, I don't, that's just, you know, we've set yeah. it up in our marriage, you know, spouse handles it, or I don't yep. do numbers, you know, I'm, I'm not good at it. So, you know, I'm just good with whatever my spouse decides to do or, or that's not my area or, you know, other things like my spouse doesn't really like to talk about budgets or money or anything financial, right? These are all comments that say, you know what, we've gotten into a complacency. We've gotten into a comfort zone. This is just the way we've set it up in our marriage. And so we're not going to get out of our comfort zone because this is just the way it works for us. And you know, the truth of the matter is, is that when you got married, you made a commitment to do life with your spouse and not just the parts that you think you're good at and not just the parts that you like to do and not just the parts that you're comfortable with. You made a commitment to do all of it, with your spouse, which actually means that, you know, it does include the money part. The two of you are a team. And, and this is true because I know some of you are like, well, Lisa, you know, we never combined accounts. We don't have any joint accounts. So that doesn't, you know, this whole idea of getting out of our comfort zone when it comes to handling finances, that doesn't apply to us. Oh no. Oh, it does. Money is still a factor in your marriage. I've talked and coached enough couples Mm -hmm. who have separate accounts, who have all kinds of money issues. So you're not exempt from listening to this conversation. And, you know, we hear all the time that I think next to sexual intimacy, financial intimacy is the hardest part for couples to talk about. And interestingly enough. You think? Oh, yeah. I would think it would go. It's sexual, emotional, and then probably the financial. Well, the emotional is uh, that's always the conversation. Yes, that's true. But sexual and financial, like Mm -hmm. some couples are like, okay, we can kind of do the one, but not the other. And so, so it's this huge struggle. It makes money makes people uncomfortable. And partly we know this from the numerous shows that we've done around money and finances is because most of us heard some message when we were growing up, like, don't talk about money. Don't ask people about money. Don't ask people how much money they make. It just like, it's one of those topics that we're not supposed to talk about. And that's the messaging that happens really young. And then you get married and you're like, okay, well now we're married, but all I've heard is, um, we shouldn't talk about money. And I just want to say at the outset, this is not going to be a budget podcast. No, we're not going to be outlining investments or whatever. I mean, we did a whole series on money and are we going to link to that series? Yeah, we okay. definitely can. It's the Money and Marriage series. It starts with episode 495. I'll, I'll link to that one. And then in there, you can click around and you'll find all the others. Or if you're on your favorite podcast app, go to episode 495. You'll see it's called Money and Marriage. So we're, we're not going to be digging into that, but we're actually going to be talking about, you know, what it looks like to get out of that comfort zone and step into this place of saying, what's our, what's the shared vision that we have for our finances and how can we get out of our comfort zone and go after that together? Because like growing up, 
here's, here's what I saw in my family. Um, dad did all the bills. Mm-hmm. You know, he was generally the primary breadwinner. I never actually saw my parents discuss money, at least not in front of us. And, you know, my understanding growing up was that, you know, dad just handled the finances and mom took care of making sure that we had what we needed. Like mom was grocery store and dad was bills. Mm-hmm. That was kind of, that was kind of how we looked. What was it like growing up for you? Same. I mean, the the way I saw it was, well, dad, you know, dad ran his business. And so I saw more from the business side. I really don't remember the personal finance. That would make sense just because of the business. You you know what I mean? I don't remember it from that standpoint of like a personal finance, like my parents ever sitting down on the table and being like, hey, we need to talk about this. Mm -hmm. I just remember those conversations of them having through about the business and, and the flow of money moving in and out. But really, I don't recall them having conversations like we have had around a cash flow plan and, you know, how are we mm-hmm. looking to, you know, save or invest or anything like that. Which explains why when Tony and I got married, um, finances, discussions around finances, how we were going to, you know, really stretch ourselves and have this joint shared plan for finances was really more like a tug of war Mm -hmm. in our early years, because we both came into the marriage with debt. Um, there were a lot of zeros and we, in our, especially in our first years, added a lot more zeros to the debt that we had. And so we had, you know, the debt, uh, you know, with lots of zeros, we had stress, we had arguments, we had resentments. We we were uncomfortable in that, but not so uncomfortable that we would actually take action. W- you know, because it seemed back then, uh, you know, that that's just what everybody did, mm-hmm. right? Like you just kind of, you know, everybody gets a job and you just kind of keep paying the bills and, you know, status quo. And I actually want you to think about marriage just for a second, like, you know, your personal financial situation in your marriage. You know, no one person in marriage, regardless of what it may feel like some days, no one person is responsible for everything, right? If you're married, there are two of you that have responsibility for mm-hmm. virtually every area because money comes in the house and money goes out of the house. Spouses make money and spouses spend money. And you can both learn the basics and you can share the basics. And I know I've shared this on the show before, but I used to work in banking prior to having kids. And I can't tell you how many times that I would see widows come into the bank who had no clue as to what their finances had been because it wasn't comfortable because they'd stayed in this comfort zone all the years that they were married. And they're like, oh, my husband does that, honey, right? Like he handled all of that. And then, because I was always honey, I mean, they were always in their like seventies and I was in my twenties and they're like, oh, honey. Um, But then they would find themselves in this very uncomfortable place Mm. of being a widow and not having a clue about their finances. And because they had been comfortable while he was alive, they now were very uncomfortable after he had died. And so this is the same thing that we see in so many marriages because there, there's comfort levels around spending and there's comfort levels around saving. There's, you know, these situations where maybe trust has been broken when it comes to finances. So now we're not talking about finances. There's, you know, we get into this place where we're like, you know what, we're just not going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Somehow we're going to make it through every month, sort of, kind of. Maybe we're racking up debt. Maybe we're not. Maybe, and we're not. Or maybe we're even on a plan together to get out of debt or to save. And yet the conversation isn't happening often. And so things can go astray. Mm -hmm. 
right? That something can can change. I mean, we we've seen it happen, folks, right now over the last few months. Oh my gosh! Just the 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 influx, not not the fl- influx, but the 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 ups and downs that we're all facing. Mm-hmm. And many of you may be in that place. You know, you're you're looking at it, going, "Holy crud, man!" Like we were doing fine, and and now. We're trying to see how we're pulling this all together. Mm-hmm. But have you had the conversation? Have you stepped out of the comfort zone? Not in a place of fear and panic and like, oh my gosh, how do I... But a place of like, all right, let's take a step back. Mm-hmm. Let's see where we're at. Let, let, let's let's get on the same page. What do we have in our emergency fund? What what do we have set aside? When, when this whole thing went down, Elisa and I quickly just started like, okay, where is everything? How are we doing? Mm-hmm. What do we got? And, and we had to have that conversation in a place when we're like, who knows? I mean, I left my stable business in the at the end of the year, at the end of last year. Yeah, at the end of 19. So that was gone. That income was gone. And then this whole thing happened and we're sitting here going, oh my gosh. And so we had to have some serious conversations around money and what's happening and continuously having those. And it's, you know, it takes practice, right? Getting out of your comfort zone when it comes to talking about money, it takes practice because we know, we know the difficulties you all face. You know, a lot of you told us, well, one of you is a spender and one's a saver. So how do we reconcile this? Or And, and we've done, make sure you listen to that money and marriage. And we've talked about this before because we believe that that's an opposite, right? You, you, you're, you're in, opposition with the one another because you take on this title of I'm a saver. He's a spender. Mm -hmm. And yet we both have a little bit of both in us. Mm -hmm. I'm a spender at times and I'm a saver. Elisa's a spender at times and she's a saver. It it looks different. So I'm going to challenge you when you say that one. Absolutely. But that's what people say, right? They'll say, well, we we just don't agree on our finances. So, you know, it's kind of better not to talk about it or my, my spouse doesn't care. Well, I can guarantee you people care when there's no money. Mm-hmm. People care when things are going south, right? When there's a lot of stress because, you know, you have collection bills coming. Mm-hmm. We've been there. Oh, we, yeah. Th- believe me, when you have collection bills coming and everybody's down your back and they just keep coming, oh, it stresses you out. From medical to utilities to rent, you know, mortgage companies, been there. Absolutely. You know, folks will say it's it's just too emotional or I'm just tired of doing all the work. And, and that's why we need to get out of the comfort zone around this. Money is a sensitive issue. I, I'm not going to minimize that, but when we get to the point where we're willing, and it is a willingness to step out of the comfort zone, you know, to talk about budgets, to talk about insurance or whatever it is, you know, I, I want to ask you, like, what if there was, what if there was a different way to look at finances that would allow the two of you to step out of your comfort comfort zone and actually spark change in your marriage around this really sensitive topic? I mean, is that something that you're you could get excited about? And, and, you know, I actually, I want to dig into this with you guys a little bit deeper, but I'm going to do that right after this word from our sponsor. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. 
I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Tony was actually mentioning just a minute ago that, you know, one of the challenges that we've faced around finances in the past is that, you know, prior to even doing that show on saving and spending, we had some really just concrete, you know, sort of um, titles or personalities that we would take on around mm-hmm. money. And, and finances have been a struggle for us. We, we've, you know, lost a home over the years. We've had debt. We've had collectors. Um, we've had no income. I mean, you name it. We've had issues. Oh, right now we have medical bills up the hill. Yes, we have a new ACL. ACL <laughs> injury that he had last year. Yeah. And believe me, we, those bills just keep on coming. The insurance come, people keep hitting us up. The, the you know the the hospitals, the the medical facilities. Yeah, we we got those right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things as we were looking at you know, specifically this show, but growing and creating growth opportunities for the one family is looking at the fact that when we were having the biggest struggle around finances, we were in this comfortable place of not talking about it. We were in this mm-hmm. comfortable place yeah. of just doing what we had to do to survive and get through the day. And it wasn't until you guys, it wasn't until we got to a point where we started having a shared vision mm-hmm. for our finances that things started to shift. It was in that place where, you know, when we became in alignment, it, it was the ability to talk about how are we going to get to that dream? Mm-hmm. What, what are our dreams? And I know right now, you know, still in shelter in place and lockdown and quarantine and all this kind of stuff, it can be hard to think about dreams because maybe some of your dreams are travel or, you know, go, sending your kids away to college or things like that. But the reality is, is that as the two of you start to go, okay, what, what do we want our future to look like? What kind of home do we want to have? How do we want to provide for our kids? Where do we want a vacation to? When that vision starts to get really clear, then you can actually bring the finances and the financial, you know, plan into alignment with that. Yeah, and I was even going to say that that also entails long-term investments, mm-hmm. retirement, things of that nature, annuities, you know, all of these different things that you know, there there's a vision. Like what what do you see? What even in these turbulent times, folks? Even in these t- turbulent times, we need to have a vision, a, a vision that we see together. Mm-hmm. It's something that we can hold each other. You know, with everything going on around us, yes. And we talked this week mm-hmm. on a very, very tough topic. And it's not going to end. Things are going to continuously come. And yet, I will say, in the 23 years that I've been married to Elisa, we come together. And, and things are going to happen and we're going to, and we're going to, we're going to face them together. Finances, we're going to face them together. But what's the vision? Where do we want to go? What do we want to dream for? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing about having vision, I, Tony and I were actually talking through the show before we started the recording and, you know, it can be scary to share the dreams that you have. 
because you don't necessarily know how your spouse is going to respond. And yet, as the One Extraordinary Marriage family grows, Mm -hmm. one of the things that we're seeing and hearing time and time again is that because you've been listening, because you've been implementing, you know, what you've learned over the years, you're actually creating these environments in your marriage, in your home where you can share your dreams and it's a safe space to do so. So that the two of you can actually get on the same page mm-hmm. because in a lot of marriages, and this has been true in our own, one spouse has got one dream mm-hmm. and they're not sure how to bring it up to the other. In fact, Tony, uh, I think it was, I think it was right either right before or right after your dad died. Right after. Was it right after? It was right after dad died. I, you know, I was just going through that grieving process and I, and I was, I was really hurting. And one of my dreams has been, I want to go to Patagonia. It's been on my list of places to visit and see before I die. Um, there's just something, something about it that has always enamored me, especially when I was into rock climbing many, mm-hmm. many years ago. I was big into rock climbing, mountaineering, and, and it was it was a mecca of of right. places to go. And now I'm not going to either do rock climbing or mountaineering, but I do he love. Still wants to go. I still love hiking and backpacking. And they have these yurts and you can go around these trails. And so as I was grieving the loss of my dad, I I really want to go down there. I want to take two weeks off and just scamper around and backpack and sleep in these yurts. And I'd love for Elisa to go. But that's one of those dreams where I'm like, ah, you know, two weeks backpacking again. Like, yeah, I kind of been there, done that, you know, with Tony, like in the early years of our marriage, but him even bringing that up. I mean, the reason we're sharing that story with you is obviously there's a financial cost to mm-hmm. doing a trip like that, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to take two weeks, go explore Patagonia and have like the time of his life. There's a financial cost. There's, there's the cost of the trip. There's, you know, we obviously run a business together. There's the cost of that. There's a lot of financial implications to that. And if we didn't have a safe space in our marriage, if we hadn't already stepped out of the comfort zone to say, okay, how do we create a vision for our marriage where adventure is a part of that, where travel is a part of that, where I know that this speaks to Tony's soul. Like this is the kind of thing that would just make, like he would come back a changed man. We're going to make it happen. You guys, once travel restrictions and quarantine. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't made it yet because then, with that, a, a whole nother slew of things ended up happening right in that same time and haven't haven't had a chance to, to make it down there. And right now there's quarantine everywhere. So, yeah. you know, but, but looking at that, that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about, right? Like he has this dream. And, and if we hadn't already had a vision for our marriage to say, okay, we are going to honor our dreams that we have individually and as a couple, we're actually going to create shared dreams. Mm-hmm. Tony and I have dreams of traveling together. We have dreams of you know being able to spend months at a time after our kids are out of high school in different areas of the country. Mm. Why? Because the one family is everywhere and we can't wait to see you all and That's love right. on you. But that was a dream. Like building one was a dream. But we what happened was is that as we got really clear on that vision, for what we wanted our marriage and our life to be, it's a lot easier to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to make some different decisions in regard to finances, either spending or saving money Mm -hmm. because I know where we're going as a couple, right? I'm going to make different decisions in terms of engaging in that conversation. Why? Because we have a game plan for our finances Mm -hmm. and we can do things in the short term and in the long term that honor one another when it comes to our finances. When we stay in this comfort zone of, well, I'm not going to talk about it, or that's not my responsibility, or I don't care, or it just gets emotional, we actually stunt the growth of our marriage. Mm-hmm. We stunt it. You, the two of you were designed to literally change the world. Uniquely, every single couple listening to this show, you were designed to have an impact on the world. 
when we can get out of our comfort zone around this area of finances, I just want you to, to just stop for a second and think what would shift if we had a shared vision for our marriage around you know, the things that we want to do so that we could align our finances with our vision, get out of the comfort zone to have the hard conversations, get out of the comfort zone to make this be a tug of war and instead say, hold on a second. How are we supposed to change the world? And what do we have to do as a team and individually to make that happen? Yeah. And, and hey, we're not saying you have to go, you know, jump and leave your business or your, your job and, and start a business together or anything like that. Where are you now? Mm-hmm. Where are you now? Where are you? Where are you? You in that you can make things happen? Believe me, there's always opportunities, folks. There are. Sometimes we got to get out of our comfort zone to find them. There's opportunities. There, there really are. And when it comes around handling finances in our marriage, what are the opportunities you have right in front of you? And stay, stay there. Commit to it. For those of you who are younger married, I want to share with you that I have learned over the years, sticking to something long enough so people know what you're doing or what you're about matters. For those of you who are older, maybe you're, you're heading into retirement, double down on your vision together now mm-hmm. because it's coming, right? You, 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 you may have talked about it and, and maybe you're getting closer to retirement or maybe early retirement is coming upon you because of where we're at. What does it look like? And for everybody in between, you got to have those conversations. You need to be able to handle your finances together. Mm-hmm. It's not a one and done. It's a many. Mm-hmm. It's talking about it, it. You know, go to the money and marriage series. We, we really just break it all down there for you. We really want you to, to understand though that there is a vision. And one way that you guys can do this is that we have our, our power of vision planner. And it helps for the two of you, you know, you can put it at the top about on top of it. You know, this is all about finances or this is all about our sexual intimacy or whatever it may be, but it's about that vision you guys mm-hmm. have together, together to have the extraordinary marriage you desire. And if you want to learn more about that, you can go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash vision planner. So as we, we finish up here today, you know, finances, they do. They interweave in every single area of your marriage. They just do. So it might be time to just start looking at it from that perspective instead of just looking at it from a very 30,000 foot level and wondering what's going on. Mm-hmm. Take the time. Take the time to have vision around that money. Where are you doing with it? Come in agreement together. Does It may not be an agreement in every single piece. It's okay. It's okay. It's working through those pieces together. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. And don't forget, join us next week as we continue on this series on getting out of your comfort zone when it comes to sex. You guys have yourselves a great one and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.